I'm APG, and I'm here to tell you about Path2 Entertainment. They provide so many services. They are the only company that I work with. They provide marketing strategy, advertising, graphic, video, and web design, production, and creative services, and management. I work with them because I can trust they will do what they say and they get results. And that's big for me because when you tell me you're going to do something, I expect you to do it. They are experts for small to large businesses and all sorts of entertainment acts. Check out their website today at path2entertainment.com and take advantage of the complete marketing makeover promotion they have. It's so affordable, I could not believe it. Go see Path 2 Entertainment today. You could be very successful tomorrow. Just like me, APG baby. Hey man, is it getting cold in here? No, that's just um All right, we're we're getting into it, Ricky. All Down right. and dirty. So, this is Frigid Takes. I'm APG. I'm Big Rick. How you guys doing tonight? As always, or usually, we got my boy in here, Mr. Cliff. Yeah, hey, bud. He doesn't look too enthused with our episode already, so no. this will be fun. Yeah, not a good start. Thanks a lot. Yeah, go lay down. Now you got me nervous. <laughs> yep, okay. Well, welcome to the show. Beautiful night. Beautiful night here in Ricky's garage. Yeah, man. Right? Good old Tuesday. Mm-hmm. About uh about seventy five degrees outside. Beautiful. Calm. Yeah. Just beautiful. Yeah. Yep, so we've got we've got a number of good things to talk about today. First of which, uh, I'm pretty interested in it. I don't know about you, Ricky. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't know how much I always subscribe to. Th- this this seems pretty accurate, like that. This is exactly what happened. But I don't know if I subscribe too much to the chatter of potential draft trades that didn't happen. Because I'm yep. sure there's tons of draft draft a, trades that didn't happen. That's a slippery slope. Yeah, because I'm sure they tried to trade a bunch of people and a make rabbit a bunch hole. of moves. Yep. And you know, you, you could look at every team that's yep. going to have yep. those. I think they're constantly on the phone trying to oh, see yeah. what they can do. Yeah. So you'd have to be, I, and they are. Yeah. So what we're talking about is the story that the Vikings tried to make a trade up in the first round with the Carolina Panthers and they wanted to draft Justin Fields, the quarterback mm-hmm. who uh, in my opinion is unfortunate because I'm a Vikings fan. He went to the Chicago bears, Ugh. which only means 
there's another quarterback that we could potentially have to watch out for for the next however many years. But they're always going to be trying to get a. Every team's always trying to get a quarterback like that. Yeah. So you're always going to have. Yep. The potential every of, year. Every year. So. You know, it's just their next one. Good for them. And then there's, uh, on the opposite side, there's this, you're going to have the veteran ones that are questionable if they're going to play each year. And then you're going to have the big stories about that. And then it's, yeah. Well, it, they, it's all and one they, one. And they themselves have a quarterback room that's uh, pretty stocked with um, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, and now Justin Fields, the Bears. Yeah, I'd so, take that. It, you know, who knows who's going to be the quarterback that we're going to have to play against from that team. But what do you think about the Vikings trying to make that move? And then what do you think about the news that it is news that they tried to make that move? I mean, they're just setting up to replace Kirk Cousins, right? Well, that's what they I, – I don't know. I, I doubt it because how much they have to pay him. But I, I think this is what – the media outlets want you to think is exactly what you just said. Create stories. Exactly. But yeah, there has to be a back thought in Spielman's mind saying, well, maybe this wouldn't be a bad idea. Well, you know, he's always going to be thinking about, yeah, well, he's trying to save his ass right now. Kirk really only has so much. There's, he's not a Tom Brady. No, he's not going to play till he's 40 something. And you couldn't count on that. So, He's, what, 32, 32, 33 years old? Couldn't tell you. And uh, he... Yeah, he's... He's going to be on the backside of his career. On top of the fact that he is... Yeah, he's 32. On top of the fact that he hasn't quite lived up to... I mean, I feel like he has. He's Because he's 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 brought us a playoff win. He's a perfect pocket quarterback. That's... He's not going to scramble. He's more That's, than a game manager, though. Oh, hell he yeah. He can make the throws. And he's accurate. When Anybody it who needs says to Kirk happen. can't make the throws hasn't watched Kirk play. That's just it. Because I watch him play, and I see him slinging that ball all over the place. Yeah, he gets sacked. Yeah, he stands too, too still in the That's pocket. Not but, always his fault, though. And No, it's not. And I will say to his toughness aspect. Hey, you try standing still in the pocket like that. <laughs> you got the it. dude does not take his eyes off of downfield. He stands there and gets clean, the gets his clock cleaned, and just to make a throw. And he might not even make the throw. He might just get sacked. But even so, he's not looking down at what's going on around him. He's eyes downfield, and that's the kind of guy I like. Yeah, it. But and I agree with you 100. percent but it's also scary because you yep. know it just takes one of these one of these plays where like you said he takes yep. it man that's one hit ah and that's you got a 290 pound guy coming down on and top of these guys of you. are monsters they're just beasts they're monsters that's coming at him and God, somehow it's got to be just so yeah effing scary yeah when they were going through the whole uh you got Cleo Mac just Barreling oh, down on top yeah. of you. Oh, okay. Ooh, I don't even. I, I I don't even like looking at him. Just looking at I him know. is scary. Well, yeah, and think I we don't football against him. Thank God we don't play Denver too much. But, um, uh, Demarcus Ware. Well, a couple I, of years ago. Yeah, and, but years Von ago, Miller. But Von Miller. My God. How? 
he, he's still it's crazy. He's no, I know, but he's he's even getting up there. Yeah, you and know? he he hasn't it's produced how, as much as he did either. Which <laughs> I don't know if it's just us getting old, Ricky. Yeah. I feel like I feel like young guys in N- in the NFL. Yeah, eight times in the Pro Bowl already. Like yeah, dude. he's has so yeah. like. I mean, he's been in the league since 2011. He's only 30, though, actually. Or no. Did he not play last year? This only has Injury. But he didn't play at all? Yeah, I think that's right now that I'm thinking about it. Wow. I didn't realize he didn't play at all last year. Interesting. Anyways, so, um, yep, we're getting old, Ricky. Guys are getting old in front of our faces. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not just. It's not just football that makes me think of that. It's everything, man. Yeah, a kid's it's crazy. You how know, fast just it goes. the dogs. You know, mm-hmm. just you, you well, start to really realize think about it. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I don't know. That's part of life, obviously, right? But nobody ever told you how to how to cope with those type of things, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You're gonna get old, man. You know, some of your friends are gonna go away and. Not us. Yeah, we're friends. No. Long friends damn for time. A long time. Too, we, probably too much time. Actually, we Ricky, probably we've been friends longer than we haven't been friends in our lives. Yeah, you know. Yeah, more years of friendship than not counting from the day you're born. You know. Yeah, I know. It's quite a. No, there's quite just a, a thing. lot of pollen. I, I love air. you, Ricky. Right. I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, I. I I like you too. <laughs> Don't hold back, Ricky. I need to hear it now more than ever. You ain't gunsta. <laughs> okay, so I mean, if I'm the here's one thing though. If now that I think about it with Rick Spielman and the whole situation with the quarterbacks, if he's not trying to make those trades, then I've got a problem with him. Well, right. You know, like it, That's like his we said, job. you have to be doing that. That is exactly his job. And Kirk Cousins, another thing to the positive of why I like him so much, whoops, is uh, he knows that. Like, he understands the situation that he's in. He knows that it's in the team's best interest to keep bringing guys along. They've got to do it and he's smart enough to understand that it's a business and he's just going to go out there and play when he can play you know yeah he's he's not trying to be mike zimmer and run the coaching side but he still has to try to run the coaching side of it now granted they are definitely two different guys oh but they're both but he's in the same house these two listen these two guys two quarterbacks in our division yeah He's not like Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be complaining about the Packers having a succession plan for after him. Now, I know they're not the same players. Obviously, Rodgers has been on the Packers his whole career. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, you know, we could go on and on about how amazing he is. And he is. And Kirk Cousins is not that. But But at least Kirk Cousins is not complaining all the time. Well, yeah. No, I, yeah, 100%. I'm with you. Because it would drive me crazy. What is the hype with Rodgers? You know, uh, how many championships he got? Just one. Well, yeah. yeah, that's what always puts me down. You know what back I'm down saying? Down to earth on him. It's 
You yeah, gotta win the big obviously. one. Obviously, you can't. Oh, dispute you're an MVP. It. Congratulations. You, you can't dispute it. He's an amazing quarterback. Uh, probably and as good as you've ever seen the game be. Top, top three. Easy. Top, yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'd put him at. I'd probably put him at three. Yeah, I think that's oh, of all God. time. Are we going Tom Brady won, and then it's debatable on who you want to put it to. I, I put I put Peyton Manning in front of him because he has two Super Bowls. What about Elway? And then I put Elway in front of him. I put Joe Montana in front of him. Yeah, even Steve. Well, did no. Steve Young make a make a, a ship with the Forty yeah. Nineers? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How but many? Just one of. I know. He's, I think God. he's got three rings total. But I think only one of them was his own when he was a starter. That's so I'm yeah. Pretty I certain. mean yeah. So uh, yep. three Super Bowl championships. Yeah. Saying he's top three. Yeah, uh, I mean it is. That's he, tough. But statistically, he outranks Young. He outranks. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Montana, so that's where he puts probably. him back on top. Yeah. Um. And then it's just the eye test to seeing how great he really is. Right. At some right. point, you just watching him yeah. and are like, "This just, guy's just yeah. better." Yeah, and that's what a lot of it is. Yeah, he puts up the numbers. He's won Super Bowls. Now, what bothers me is everybody can make an argument or tries to make an argument for him specifically that his team's not doing enough to get him there. Why isn't there better pieces around him? Blah blah blah. That's always the story. Mm-hmm. Other, all the other <laughs> quarterbacks who won Super Bowls, they had teams around them, and they weren't all just loaded. You know, it's just like any other team. It's it goes back to that. Uh, does the receiver or I mean, he's whatever, got Devontae make the, Adams make the quarterback look better, or is it vice versa? Does the quarterback make the team look better? Be, yeah, you, you know no, what I mean. He does, and but I think you can argue it. Each way is you could compare them. I don't think his teams ever would have been winners without him. Oh yeah, no, not no. even close. Yeah, no, you're right. yeah. So in his case, it's definitely a case of the player making the team better. Yep. But he doesn't have just scrub teams all the time. He's got good players on his team. Their defense has good players. Yeah. Their offense has an all-pro wide receiver and, as far as I'm considered, a running back who's about as good as it gets because he can catch the ball and runs the ball hard uh, if he can stay healthy. And Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I just feel like it's a lot of complaining about... Well, he had... He had yeah, George- your team could be better. And, yes, they could have used draft picks on position players that would have been... I guess better for you, but every position you're improving your a position no matter what. And I mean, uh, it's improvements to your team, the market too. This isn't this isn't the Patriots. You can't just yeah, hand it is, pick it's Green Bay. It's who Green Bay. You, who you want yeah. to for even these teams. the Packers fall victim to that too. You know, yep. as they as are much, not a destination. We'd all love Which it. Is to surprising be that way. though, because you no. think. To go play with Aaron Rodgers, wouldn't you think the Packers would be more of a destination than they are? This goes back to my, uh, you know, you want to go play in Tampa Bay or Cleveland? No, I, I agree. I know. I agree with that. But Tampa Bay, well, now they do with, with Tom Brady, but um, 
they don't all have quarterbacks like Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So you would think that Aaron Rodgers would have some pull in getting some big free agents, but no, they don't come up with no big free agents ever. Well, look at the uh, Mike McCarthy. You know, it was. I think a lot has to do with the coach. Yeah. There was never a. I never liked McCarthy. Well, and not. I don't care. Yeah, I'm personally. I just didn't. I hear you, but yeah. everybody knew Aaron was trying to run the team just like Tom Brady did with Belichick. It's it's the same. It, that well, it, Tom Brady wanted to. I don't know how much actual say he had in it. I later, think so. later he definitely did. Robert Kraft did whatever Tom Brady wanted him to do. That's true, but Robert Kraft also does let Bill Belichick run the team. See, I think it's I so. think it's a ploy. I think I think the Patriots tell Belichick to act the way he does, and what a sweet deal! He has to ta- say three things to the media, you know, every, and they're happy with it. You know, how'd you play tonight? Yeah, team was good. He you doesn't know? say much. That's no. true. He purposefully doesn't say much. That's what I'm saying, and I. I think it's a ploy, which is great. Well, yeah, him not saying much is. He's running that team. I mean, well, yeah, he, he's, he's the rest he, of them. He makes the Tom call. Brady and, uh, he I'm, makes the call on their front office decisions. He's no, no. He I, I get the, that. I'm saying when you're on the field, when you're in practice, the offensive throwing plays. Do you really think Belichick is calling those out, oh, or is it Tom yeah. Brady saying, well, "Hey, I he, think he I isn't think we calling offensive plays." Um, throwing plays. Um, what's his name? The guy who went from McDaniel's. Uh, he was the. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I want to. I, I want to know who. Sean McDaniel's. Is that his name? I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm throwing it out there. Frigid take. Hope it's Sean. Josh. McDaniels. Damn it. Josh McDaniel's. <laughs> so, Samsonite. <laughs> so close. <laughs> No, he's the one who's actually calling the plays. So they say. No, I don't know. Now, 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 Brady's gone. So who, who cares what the? Honestly, I don't care what the Patriots do. Yeah, me either. I know. I mean, and I and I think a lot of people that used to care don't since he has been gone because now they they don't got their boy to here's, follow. Here's a real frigid take for you. Ready for this one? Yeah. If. Okay, first of all, what's the quarterback's name that they just drafted? God, I knew you were um, going to do that to me. Yeah, the Alabama guy. Uh, Alabama. Yeah, Mac Jones. No the quarterback idea. from Alabama. The yeah, Patriots I, just picked. First yeah, round pick. I just uh, uh, haven't watched him. No, here's my frigid take. Ready? All right. If Bill Belichick cannot win a Super Bowl with Mac Jones people will determine that it was Tom Brady that was responsible for them winning all those championships, not Bill Belichick. I get what you're saying. Yep. I, I, wait, wait. He's got to do it again with a new quarterback to prove that it was him. I, all I'm saying is I get what you're trying to say. I don't know Mac Jones because that's the lack on my part. Oh, so yeah, maybe what putting makes, it all on Mac Jones might be much. What makes you think yeah. exactly? Yeah. What okay. About, what about let's, Joe Burrows? Let's thought, rephrase you know, this. Is, is he, well, he's Joe Burrows was clearly a, far and away a better pick, better player than Mac Jones. Well, I don't know. That's what I'm he wondering. Is. Okay, just far. He's just much. But Mac Jones did go in the you know middle of the first round. So I mean, it's not much. 
But number one overall for Burroughs, he's just far better talent than Mac Jones. So you're saying, obviously, Belichick, if if he had Burroughs. I'm just saying if he's, no, no, listen, yes, if, if he, he had, had Burroughs, I'd put it, it would all prove on the him. same point that you're trying to say with Mac Jones, right? Yeah, if he couldn't win, if he had Joe Burroughs yeah. as his quarterback and he couldn't win a Super Bowl, then we know it was Tom Brady. All right, so I'm glad we're on the same. Yeah. You know, so, sorry okay. that took so long. Let me rephrase this a different way. If he can't win with a new quarterback, Superstar. maybe it's not Supposed Mac be, Jones. Yeah. But if he can't win with another quarterback in the next five years, then we know it was Brady. Yeah. We don't have to say who the quarterback is because it doesn't matter. You know, he just has to do it again without Brady. I guess that's all it really is. He just has to win without Brady. Another top-tier quarterback without Brady. Somebody obviously top-tier where, like you just said, if you can't do it with this guy, then we we know. Yep. No, I get you. Yep. Okay. So, let's move gears here, Shipton. And uh, let's talk a little about the Twins. (sighs) What do you say to that? Well, when... uh, when I was talking to you about the Twins, that was before tonight's game. Yeah, so. we've got it on right now. That's kind of the thing. Bummed me out a little bit. Yeah, I was the, really, real, real happy, real like you know, ready to talk about them. And now yeah, I, I don't. And now we're watching them. Okay, so so if you don't know, by the time you're listening to this, we're watching the Orioles beat the Twins mm. seven to four in the yeah. bottom of the eighth inning right now. They have more runs right now than I think they've had in the yeah. last series oh, or in the whole series with us. Probably. And what we were planning on talking about was them winning on Memorial yeah. Day, Yay. which is a good win yesterday yeah, against the Orioles. Brios, um, man. Jose. Yeah, he's getting he's see he, now he's just we're so close to being able to put things together. He's so inconsistent. Yeah, but he can really throw when yeah, he's he on. Yeah, he can turn he can it on. Really throw, but he can also crap the bed real quick. He does lose them sometimes, and and then he gets pissed at the ump. You know, it's his fault because well, he's calling him. A, it's because he does. Re- he, yeah, you know he, what? He he's a very he's a finesse border. pitcher. Yep. He really he I keep you know he's made me mad in the past yep. because I've been just like throw the ball in the strike zone. Then you know throw strikes then. Right, because he can. He's the one who's trying to paint the edges all the time. Do you imagine you know? how hard it is for that ump when you're yeah. when you're somebody like and that and stay consistent on oh. it? Because that's when he starts getting mad. Is when he, you don't call it's it for inconsistent yep. Yep. a little bit, and then you start to feel like this isn't right. And it sucks because when he gets mad, he gets it throws mad. him off. Yeah, yep. it throws him off. But he, even though what is interesting is he wasn't even the opening day starter this year for us. He's technically not even our ace because Kenta Maeda is in the number Mm -hmm. one spot. So, and he's hurt, but but Barrios Maeda, I don't know if he is now. I don't, he hasn't been starting. Yeah. He, well, they pull. Okay. You know what? I never actually found out what was wrong with them. Remember they pulled them. So it was the game where they had a long seventh inning and he never went back out against the A's. Maybe it was Cleveland, I think. Oh, yeah, because it was against Shane Bieber. It was when I okay. said Shane Bieber works fast. It was last weekend. I got yep. you. Yep, he never came back in. And no, you're right. He hasn't started since then. So uh, he's got a sore arm. Yep, groin issue and managing a sore arm. So it's just a sore arm, which scares me because in baseball, 
it's rarely just a sh- sore arm. Sounds like that some next Tommy thing, John surgery. The next thing you hear, yep. And I think he's already had a Tommy John surgery. Oh, well, but apparently it's supposed to get better after you've already had it. They say. Oh, yeah. What you, what operation actually does that? Yeah, I, Brios, he was impressive, though, man. Yeah, you know what? Maybe Kentamaida hasn't had a Tommy John surgery. Oh. I, I think at one point they were pretty much thinking that he was going to have mm-hmm. it, and maybe he didn't end up having, <clears throat> actually having it. No, but details, anyways, whatever. doesn't matter. Yeah, um, yeah Brios, though, what I was going to say is, is that when he's on, I mean, he's an ace. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been our ace, basically the de facto ace. He's always been, now he's coming into his prime, where it's like, you need to start being an ace. Before it was, he's still young, so he's our ace because we don't have anyone else. But he's a little young for what you'd want your ace to be. Well, but now, it's time for him to be the ace. Well, and here's, you know. There's a frigid take. And now Rios, he, be the ace, well, man. And when he wants to get paid like he wants to get yeah. paid. Because we're going to have to noise. pay him at some point. Well, he's already making noise. Because he is an all-star. Yeah. He is. But you have to the, be consistent. If you're not even the, considered by the coaching staff right. the ace on this team. Right. You got a problem, man. If it's if in your only, head too, if the you gotta, only people that are calling you aces is local radio and people like us doing their own podcast. I'm calling for him to become an ace. Well, yeah, that's what we all you know want. What I'm saying. You know? I'm not necessarily I, saying he is. I like one his now. style. I, like, I really like him personally too. He's hot. He's hot headed. You know. Yeah. He's. We need somebody. We're in Minnesota. Everything's laid back. Minnesota nice. No, we need Jose Barrios up there saying. Damn it! I'm ready to win this game. Yep, which, and he needs to go out there and win them. You know, I'm not saying every player on our team is from Minnesota, but it's how I think about it. You know, yeah, I just it's time uh, for him to become the ace. Now that now we tonight, all know him to be. Now tonight with this abysmal game that we have in front of us, top losing of the ninth, to the Orioles is abysmal. Top of the ninth, four to seven right now. Uh, Big Mike Pineda started it out. So, what do you think about Pineda? I like Pineda. I've always liked Pineda. Yeah, me too. Um, he's a good guy. He's a good pitcher. Uh, you know, he's another one where he, I see his pitch count creep up. He throws yeah. a lot of balls. Now, he throws more strikes than balls. Now, he's a good pitcher. Are we talking but about he like. He gets his pitch count up because he, you know, but throws should that three matter? balls every. Should the pitch count actually matter? I think in this day and age when you have all these relievers that are just insane that can come out and throw 100 miles an hour for one inning. Right. Yeah. Your starting pitcher shouldn't have to throw more than 100 pitches anymore. Yes, I would love it if they did. But I'm the kind of guy who loves starting pitchers that the old starting pitcher who would go a complete game. I love that. But now it's so different with these relief pitchers. Well, then use them. Well, you know? I, 100%. Get what you're saying. What about the times, I'm going to put that in multiple, I think it's two now, where Barrios was on track for a no-hitter, and because he hit... The, the Twins don't seem to care about that at all. That's what I'm saying. That That's where I'm saying, does the pitch count matter? If he's on such a hot streak, wouldn't you leave him in there? Yeah, but the, the problem is, is that 
Because that when he does give it up, it's going to be Rocco. Rocco is an analytics guy too. Yeah. Um, when the statistics say that, well, settle down, in Billy later, Bean. In the later, <laughs> in the in the in the third, but especially beyond that, times through the order, the the hitters. Oh no, the the batting average goes up big time. I know when they've seen a pitcher for the fourth time, they're seeing that pitcher. And then you have relief pitchers in the bullpen that can throw 100 miles an hour and it's a new guy that they haven't seen? Yeah, no. You don't just keep letting your starter go anymore. It's a different game. Yes, I would love, if I was the manager, oh, heck yeah. You'd be seeing complete games. You'd be seeing guys going. But, because I believe in the hot hand. I do agree with what you're saying. And I that's how I would like it to be. But nowadays, it's not like that anymore. Well, and you're right. It's not... Otherwise, you you would see, you know, a few teams doing that, but you, you don't see anybody doing that, leaving a pitcher in there. Not anymore. So, not anymore. Yeah. Only if there's because we've had a couple no hitters this year, they are letting them go for the no hitter. But as soon as you get a hit, you're out. What happened to the one hitter? Right. You know, like not a bad game. That's still. a gem. <laughs> the one hit game is a gem. Yeah. And. Uh, you're not going to see one hit complete games anymore. Well, you might. You know what? If the if the uh, team gets a hit in the first or second inning, you could definitely see a one hitter. If then the pitcher just catches fire right. and strikes everybody out for Except six for innings, that first or yeah. second inning, yeah, 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 you'll see. You could see the complete game one hitter. No, and but, I, yeah, and I think that's going to make a. Uh, a manager feel more comfortable if it happens that way compared to the vice versa where yeah nothing happens all game it's on track and then like you said you got a fourth rotation coming up big slugger yeah yeah that's gonna scare a manager yep. real quick oh yeah, yeah. no i For agree sure. with you what yeah happens? it's just a new nothing it's just a new new age in the game you know and i share the same feelings of I don't know. It's not really frustration. It's more just like the game has changed and it is a lot of analytics, but they're right about this stuff. Well, it's hard to argue with it. They're right about it. When you see it on paper right in front of you. They are right. It's just statistics. And that's what that very much can predict what's going to happen. And it's going to be right a lot of the time. Yeah. And, you know. 10, 15, 20 years ago when there was the stats involved still, but the game didn't evolve as much as it has now. Yeah. That was a thing to be said. Well, I don't really trust these analytics, man. I don't. Now it is but for now sure. You have, it's proven. You have to. You see yeah. it every yeah. night. So, how about this Ref Schneider guy, Ricky? Dude, did you, what, did you, you see you, the collision? You know, I actually didn't get a chance to watch the the full game yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to. I was going to watch it today, but you told me the score, so <laughs> I didn't. Actually, I didn't. Or no, I. I mean, I was going to watch it last night, and you told me, and so I just didn't even watch it. So no, I actually look up, look it up. Didn't see it. So, is it that good? Is it worth me? Yeah. It's because, worth it? Well, tell us about it. <clears throat> well, in the context of it, Ref Schneider is not a outfielder by trade. He is an infielder. And that that 
he's stepped into the role, man. Like like we were talking earlier in the episode, he has played a while, and this might be his last chance. So when you need a when you need a guy to set up, when you need a guy to sit out there in center field and play just like Buxton, yeah. If you, I mean, if you're an infielder and and you. Yeah, can just step. Watch. I'm just watching this video. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he did just not even calculate in his head that the wall was coming. There, you know, there's a warning track out there, right? He didn't even. He didn't even. Didn't even think for a him. second. Nope. He was looking at the <laughs> ball the entire time until he crashed into the wall and fell over. You know, and what, the ball went out for a home run. <laughs> you, you know what Rocco said? <laughs> what? And this isn't quote, but it's pretty close. <laughs> Said I think somebody needs to check that center field wall for it damage. Looked a little, it looked a little <laughs> short to me. I mean, I feel like did they no, move no. the wall in? No, a little? he's saying after he hit it, they need <laughs> no, to check it for structural damage. I'm just damage. saying he got he he got to that wall fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like it did look like it just he ran out of field. Well, and, and then. It, after impact, like he kind of looked at the wall while he was falling yeah. down. Like, what the hell did you just yeah. hit me with? And then yeah. tumbled backwards. It was yeah, pretty it, funny. Yeah, there but, was like a little pause. As soon as he co- made contact with the wall, there was a s- split second pause what I do where he you? said, What is that? Yeah. <laughs> as he's fallen over backwards. But I mean, I like the kid's courage. So he, he, he was popped an infielder. Up. Yeah, I, that's what I was reading last night. But. Oh, man. See, I just assumed he must have been an outfielder because you don't just typically step into center field. Right. That's you know? Not, well, especially uh, I mean, to replace Buxton. So. Well, yeah, and we've got other outfielders who could play there, too. I mean, like, even, even uh, Kepler is fast and has played some center field. And you just keep him in right. You know, that's yeah. saying something about this ref Schneider being able to go out there and play. And he's not afraid of running into those walls. Apparently, <laughs> I gotta say though, I like this guy's. I like I like what this guy's doing. You know, I I really enjoy a guy who is on his last chance right. and who's making good on it. He could end up playing for a number of years more because of this. You know, he'll he'll earn himself. Now, baseball is still pretty stingy with those uh, big-money long-term deals, even though you hear about it from the big-name ones. The regular guys, though, they're not getting that. They're getting one-year deals. But he might get himself a new one-year deal. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, for him. He would love it. Oh, my God. Just think about that. You know, you didn't know if you were going to be able to ever play in the big leagues again. Things just shake out right with the twins, and you end up on the big team, and then now you have, you know, you've put up a a decent amount of tape now. You know, of like good amount of stats, good yeah, at bat. You've proved you can. You've do proved it. that you can play, and that was that's the problem when they when they come through the minor leagues. Like everybody, he's thirty, so everybody's seen what he can do. But what they haven't seen is him put it together consistently for the big team. Right. You know, yeah. at some point it's like, we know he can hit. Yeah. We know he can go we out there and play. Everything it else. It just needs to come together yeah. all at the same time on the big team. 
And now he's putting together a stretch where he's done well for the big team. And it might get him. Maybe I'm, huh? Maybe maybe I'm thinking of it wrong. A different story, but yeah. No, so you think no. he was just an outfielder? Yeah, because he got drafted as right right fielder. Yeah, I, I didn't think. No, 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 no. Sorry, it says right fielder for the Twins, but that's not oh. right either. So, <laughs> well, either way, coming into our center field is, uh, you know, you're you're. Uh, Replacing a very good player. Let's put it that way. Well, and and then actually being in center field at the Twin Stadium because that's not that's not like a home run factory. You have to approach that wall mm-hmm. a lot. You know. Yep. Well, Ricky. Um, wait, wait. You- wait. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. What did you find? Can, so in two thousand, he, he was the Yankees selected right. Ref Schneider in the fifth round. Yep. 2012. They converted him from a right fielder into a second baseman. Oh. And he became one of okay. the top prospects okay. then. That makes sense. So then. So he was an outfielder. Yeah. Then went converted, to the infield. Yep. And so then, going back to the outfield. This is, but the way huh. he hit that wall didn't look like. Yeah, he's, he's never, never been p- in the center field in his life. <laughs> He's picking dandelions yeah. out there, yeah. you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he hears the crack of the bat and looks oh. up and oh, that's coming to me. <laughs> I, I got, got it. it. <laughs> Calls everybody off yeah. and just runs straight into the wall. <laughs> oh, it is very. It is. It's worth watching because he really does just not. Not even. It just doesn't even phase him that a wall could be there. Oh, man. And then you look at, like, so before you watch the videos, it'll be the, the freeze frame, of, uh-huh. you know, one of the frames yeah. of the video. Yeah. And it's his, like, facial reaction when he collides <laughs> with the wall. So it's they're not doing him any justice yeah. by putting yeah. that on there. But yeah. they're also having a heyday with it. So, Ricky. What's up? You uh, did some grilling yesterday? I Memorial sure Day? Did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So do you uh do you have a recipe for us? We're we're gonna introduce a new uh new little piece here called Ricky's, Ricky's Recipe. Recipe space space space. All right. We're gonna have some music for it? Yeah. We're gonna have some uh I don't know, what should put some Leonard Skinner or something like that, you know? <laughs> well, some, it's like, not going to actually rocket. be Leonard Skinner. <laughs> we'll make our own. That's yeah, because they're, uh, they're not going to let us use it. Well, I'm not going to pay for it. No, no, no. So, so you should be hearing music now. <laughs> Welcome to a simpler time where good food is king, and Big Rick gives you his recipes to help you, me, and all of mankind enjoy. Some dishes made with love. Won't you join us, please? So, I made, uh, and this isn't just because it's Memorial Day weekend, but it helped. Uh, Usually every weekend, I smoke some meat, do something on the Weber, or do something on the Blackstone flat top that I got. Uh, All three of them are in my arsenal. That's what I use. I'm a big man. I like to eat i like to make food so why why not set my patio up that i don't have chairs on 
you know, why not set it up for a little barbecue shack? So that's what it is. That's what we got. It's nice too. Got a hot tub and a barbecue shack. It's not a Come bad on. patio. Not it's what you want right there. Yeah. That's the whole reason we pretty much bought this house. It's for that patio in this garage. <laughs> so, so what'd you cook up so, yesterday? Well, it started on Sunday. Well, no, it would have been Monday because it was 12.30 a.m. when I started the yep. old smoker up on Monday. Yep. Yep. I threw an eight and a half pound pork butt on there, which is actually a shoulder. And I had to explain to Anthony. What I learned mine. something. Yeah. So explain to everybody right now, I'm, real quick. Doing it. It's a quick little I'm story, it. and it's interesting. So, somebody very wise in the meat world just told me this a couple weeks, uh, a couple months ago. They call it the pork butt, even though it's a shoulder. I mean, that's the bone you get is a shoulder blade inside that thing. They call it the butt because back in the colonial days, when they had to cure meat with salt, they did it in cask barrels, wooden barrels. And those barrels were referred to as butts. And so it was a pork butt. It was left in the bottom of that. Well, there's a bunch of them in there, all just covered in salt. And that's how it got its name. Everybody think it, thinks it comes from the, the old hindquarters. Well, that's your ham. That's your, you know, that's where you get the ham from. So this is the front part of the pig. Great little knowledge. Everybody should know it. Now we do. Yeah. Thank so you, Ricky. Threw the pork butt on there. That's a 10-hour smoke. It comes out. You know, it's just beautiful. You just make uh, pulled pork out of it, shredded pork, you know. What do you uh, What do you like to season it with? Uh, I mean, just, you know, uh, broad strokes. You don't have to give away the family recipe. So you start with, uh, use usually mustard as a binder. Yeah. You rub mustard this bad boy. Mustard works great. You know. Rub it down with mustard, good old yellow mustard, and then I always start with an all-purpose seasoning. You know your uh, your garlic, salt, pepper. just a seasoned salt, yep. onion. That's all it is. That's a nice little thin base, and then after that, it's your favorite barbecue rub. Now I use a hot barbecue rub that I love. I love barbecue rubs. Yeah, man. The oh. rubs, man. I love me a dry pulled pork. Yep. Well, and you you just put the sauce next yeah. to it, and if you want yep. sauce in it, throw it in there. And then you have choices too, because exactly. you can put on different sauces. Yep. Oh, I love it. Best so, thing. so that's what it started with, and then I also bought three three racks of you know big old baby back ribs. So I, I do St. Louis ribs, and I do baby backs. I love them both for different reasons, um, but the baby backs just have you know that. Just tons of meat, you know. I love them, but like the competition ones that you see in those shows, those are usually St. Louis style. They're so much prettier and uniformed, and like they, I don't know, it's just something about it's the cut that they're from. Um, it's just a di- different section of the ribs, you know, upper mm-hmm. or lower. Yep. So, so yeah, had the pork butt and then three racks of ribs on there, man, and all seasoned all the same, but. It's a process, dude. So that yeah. that pork yeah. butt's a ten-hour smoke, and then you take it off, uh, and you got to wrap it, you know, after a certain temp. And I'll put I'll put the recipe on the on the web page so that yeah, the we don't full recipe. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and how I do everything, you know. But yeah, so you have to wrap it in between. And you're looking for a temp right at 
two, two oh three somewhere in there. Which, like I said, ten hours, man. It's like, yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's about an hour a pound. Yeah, it's what, basically what you what can uh, temperature for. do you have the have the grill at? Like two two twenty two twenty five to 225. start, and then two fifty after I wrap it. So you can. Because after you wrap it, all you're doing is... You've already got the smoke in there. You're just heating up. You're just trying to uh, heat... Uh, trying to quicken up the heat process by wrapping it. But the key, the absolute key is... When this thing comes off at 200 or 203, somewhere in there... Some parts are going to be 200, some parts are going to be 203. Try 201. That's what you go for, you know? But when this thing comes off, you, it's still wrapped. You un wrap it just to let it the steam come off right but then here you wrap it back up after 10 minutes wrap it in a towel and you put it in a cooler for about two hours and that slowly brings it down lets everything melt it, you'll never screw it up you can cook it to whatever temperature you want if you do the cooler part huh. you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be the hero at the barbecue so it's just as important to cool it down slowly exactly. as it is to heat it up Thank slowly. Thank you. Yes. Man, Ricky, all I can say is you got a really nice butt. 